Hello, my name is Susie DeJong, speaker, coach, and author of The Untangling. And this is the Untangling series podcast, where we untangle our own unseen and unspoken chains that bind us to open up the way for us to experience more joy and peace and healing than we ever thought possible. So come and join me. Put on your comfiest clothes, grab a cup of something hot, or maybe even a glass of something bubbly. Put your feet up and let the untangling begin. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Untangling podcast. Today I had the great pleasure of speaking with Anita Carr, a fellow author and participant in a wonderful writing project we are both involved in called Unity. Unity is a collaboration of writing by 11 amazing women who share topics relevant to all of us and by sharing show how we are all connected. It has been a passion project and curated by my wonderful publisher, the beautiful Natasha Gilmore of The Kind Press. Anita is a passionate writer, speaker, advocate, and mum to three precious children. Anita shares how she was diagnosed with ADHD and separated from her husband in 2020-2021. These two life-changing events inspired Anita to start rediscovering who she was. And as she puts it, embrace all of the beautiful and messy parts of herself. Anita slowly found her voice and started sharing her story in the hope of helping others, especially women who may be going through similar struggles and not letting them feel as though they are alone. We talk about the feelings that one may experience when they make a choice such as ending a long-term relationship like guilt, shame, failure, and also the judgment that comes along with all of it. Join us as we talk honestly and openly about the traits of being a female that may bring us to these key points in our lives, maybe as a result of being the good girl, the people pleaser, and not feeling as though we fit in. This is Anita's story. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of the Untangling podcast. I am so grateful that you've joined me again. I've had a little bit of a break, but I'm back now better than ever and absolutely thrilled to have with me as my first guest in this new season a beautiful lady by the name of Anita Carr. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Anita. I have to actually say we've only met each other very recently, but instantly I knew we were sisters in joy and I wanted to share her journey with you because I know that there will be people out there that will just go, oh, my gosh, that could be me, and thank you. I first met Anita through being involved in a project with my publisher 
the beautiful Natasha Gilmore from the Kind Press. And she has created a project, a collaboration of different authors called the Unity Project, which is going to be published, uh, I can't remember the date, but November sometime, I'll let you know. And it is just bringing together a group of women who all have different stories that are intertwined because we are all the same underneath the wrappings. We mightn't think so, and with everything going on in social media in the world, it might not feel like that. But believe me, we are we are united. And when Anita reached out to me and I read her story, I just went, oh, wow, I really would love to share her story with you. And so here we are today. So thank you, Anita, so much for joining me. You're so welcome. I'm excited. And yeah, like you said, it, it's funny how you do, you are drawn to certain people um, instantly. And yeah, totally the same for you. And after reading your chapter too, I definitely resonated on, on lots of levels. And the biggest thing that, um, so Anita wrote that she is a writer an ADHD advocate, but the most exciting thing for me was she put an enabler of joy. And I went, oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that that actually came from a therapy session with my psychologist. So, um, you know, working through, you know, things as we do, trying to make sense of things in life, she pointed out to me that, I'm always, you know, wanting to make people happy and do things for them. I'm very much a giver. And she put that, gave me that label and said, you're you're an enabler of joy. And when she said that to me, it just really resonated with me so much. And I think it's a it's a positive spin on it too, because I think sometimes being giving it can be a negative in a way. So she obviously if you are giving too much, but I think if you're yeah viewing it as you're giving joy or enabling joy in somebody else, I don't know, it gives like a bit of a different spin to it. Feels different. Well, I love it. And um I am in a coaching group and they've actually nicknamed me Susie DeJoy instead of Susie DeJong. Oh. So there you go. Totally need to change your name now. Like, yeah, love that. Do that. Do that by deep pull. Do it. Yeah, why not? It, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'd love you just to fill me in a little bit about who Anita is, where you are at your life, and what brought you to writing that chapter and feeling the pull to share where you've been and your knowledge now and how it can help others. Yeah, so I turned 40 this year. I have three beautiful children who are 10, 8 and 6. So um, about four years ago I was terribly unhappy uh, in my marriage and I, yeah, needed I just, yeah, I felt like I wasn't happy in that marriage and, and I needed to get out of that marriage. And like anybody who has those feelings, it's it's overwhelming and it's a really 
uh, big decision to make. And again, when you have small children, uh, you know, at the time my youngest was only two, you know, it's a big decision to make and you constantly think, is this the right thing for them? And I, and it's funny actually, thinking back to it, one of the things that I think actually pushed me to know that I made the right decision then was reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I don't know if you've read that, Susie. And she really put a spin on the fact that you're actually giving your children the gift of a happy mother by leaving an unhappy marriage. And for me, that just, again, resonated so much because, yeah, I didn't want my children to be unhappy or have a model of what a relationship should be like based on what the one that I had with with their father, you know, which wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. So uh, the past few years for me, I've been yeah going on that kind of a, a journey of who am I outside of that marriage now? Because I was 23 when I met him. Uh, so yeah, it's just been kind of like a, a self-discovery kind of journey, I suppose. And within that, I did also find out that I had ADHD which again was a whole other identity crisis alongside the one of being a separated mother of three. So those two things happening kind of at the same time over the past few years has had yet a massive impact on me. And so that's kind of where I am now feeling a bit more settled in who I am and am wanting and feeling a lot more comfortable to share a lot more of my experiences in the hope that other people uh, get some, you know, inspiration or some comfort in the fact that there are lots of people that are probably going through the same thing as you, but maybe not everybody's talking about it. And what a gift that is. And you're right, because we have this perception and there was something that jumped out when I read your writing because I just went, oh, my, that's me, even though I'm a lot older than you now. Um, but the the things that, that really jumped out to me were things I've actually written about too with the labels that you gave yourself, which were the good girl, the people pleaser, and mm-hmm. felt like you didn't fit in because you just described me in those three terms. I felt like an alien for most of my life. And to read that it you know like it made me sad I'm not gonna lie but it also brought me comfort and I think that's what really struck me was when people have the chance to meet you whether it's through coaching with you or reading your writing is that it gives them comfort (laughs) to know like there's nothing fucking wrong with me (laughs) you know like I'm just going through you know like an experience in my life and it's oh, I know I feel quite emotional about this because I think it's so important that we talk about this stuff which you know in my era we didn't and now thank goodness for you and your children and you know my daughter and grandchildren to come or whoever that we mm. can do this and go there's nothing wrong with you Mm -hmm. So what would you tell your children 
about how um, if they're watching you now, how you can explain that to them that it's okay to feel what you're feeling. What would you say to them? You know what? I already talk to them all the time about this stuff. It, uh, again, even when it comes to uh, when you have, you know, two different homes and two different parents who clearly are not uh, compatible, have different views on things, different, you know, values. And I think that my children now are seeing that even for themselves because I feel like I now am more confident in showing those parts of myself when I think I wasn't prior. And so I taught, I do speak to them already um, when things come up that, you know, maybe me and their dad might disagree on. And I just explain, well, I want to, you know, I either want to share things about my myself. Um, I actually had this conversation, to be honest, this morning um, because uh, there's an interview that I did about ADHD on TV and um, I was saying how, um, you know, their dad didn't um, kind of, you know, want them included very much into it and they're like, why? And I said, well, daddy just has a different viewpoint on that Whereas for mummy, I want to show people that it isn't just them. You know, I want to help them. I want them to see that they're not alone in what they're what they're feeling. And that's what's important to me and that's what I want to continue to do. And it's okay that daddy's different to that, but you just have to do what's right for you and what feels right for you. So I'm, I'm very much when things come up, in general, I don't lie to them. I don't sugarcoat things either. And but I also, you know, don't. Um, I make them age appropriate and, and not, you know, saying um, not nice things about the other parent. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to teach them to also just trust their own intuition, their vibes about people. Um, that to be themselves is special, that there's no one else on the planet that is like them, uh, that just because somebody else thinks a certain way about you doesn't necessarily mean that that is how they, you know, how you are, only you know how you are and you've got to, you know, um, stick to that. So, yeah, I'm constantly throwing little random things out to them just to, I, I think, to ensure that they know that they're in a safe space with me to be able just to be them and talk to me about a whole heap of random things that I definitely could not have spoken to my mother about at all. And that's really, really important to me. Absolutely. And, yeah, and as I always say when I talk to people about, you know, different relationships and family ideas and all it's never about blame it's not like we're blaming the other person it's about understanding and of course that's even more important with kids because yeah. we have to be so they're so fragile and and the things that um 
maybe a throwaway line for us, things that stick with them. And as we know, when things are not going right in relationships with kids, uh, with their parents, they always blame themselves, even though we know it's not their fault. So, yeah, I I really applaud you for that. Yeah, And there was another um, couple of words that came up when I read your chapter, which I also went, oh, yep. Um, (laughs) And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there too. And actually there were three. There was guilt, there Mm -hmm. was shame, Mm -hmm. and there was failure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe it's a female thing, probably I'm wrong, I don't want to generalise, but um, and I don't know your background in regards to, you know, your ethnicity or, you know, whatever, and I know that has a culture has a large part to play in things. Yeah. But tell me about those three words. We've got a guilt, shame and failure. Mm. So... Um, talking, yeah, I was talking about um, my marriage and, and leaving my marriage because it was, yeah, my choice to leave the marriage. And and again, I, and I talk about this in my chapter too, that I think as women, yes, I think that, you know, men still do feel these things, but I think it's presented to us differently and I think it's changing, you know, the, this generation, but definitely, you know, when we were growing up, um, what what we're shown in movies and TV shows and in music or what our parents tell us that our relationship should be like or what a man, you know, should um, be for a woman uh, and it it's almost when I started feeling unhappy, I started feeling guilty that I wasn't grateful for what I had because everybody else is like, oh, well, you've got the house and you've got a car and you've got kids and you've got this and you've got that. And so you start questioning yourself going, oh, well, what I, I should I just go along like with this like well, am I being a horrible person because I I want more than what I have not materialistically but just more mm. for myself there's just this feeling and so yeah so the guilt comes from there that I have everything I have been told that I should want but it just wasn't it wasn't enough for me and yeah also and then the shame, I think, from there comes from what pe- other people think of you and that ties in with that whole people-pleasing thing that you're more concerned about what other people think of you other than what you think of yourself and what you're wanting for yourself, what you're deserving of for yourself. And that was a really big thing for me. What are, what are people going to think? You know, it, you know, it looks like that he treats me amazing and I have everything amazing and and it's almost like I'm going to be seen as this, you know, horrible, selfish woman, like how dare you? And that is where that comes in is dealing with what other people are going to say about me, to me, 
think about me and how uncomfortable that's going to make me feel and if I can deal with that uncomfortableness. Um, And it turns out it's very hard to do that, but you know what? It's a massive lesson on knowing that you are actually way more important than what everybody else's viewpoint is or thoughts or opinions because really, and I think you said this in your chapter, really just is a projection of themselves. It's what they're feeling that is being placed upon you. It's probably actually has nothing to do with you. Um, yeah. And then the failure as well, um, a, a similar kind of a thing, you know, the marriage being a, a, a failure, you not being good enough, me not being good enough to be able to, yeah, be able to have a long marriage, successful marriage. Yeah. You just kind of blame yourself. Yeah. So that's where that kind of, yeah, all, all comes together and it all is just interrelated really. Oh, it is. And I have to say, um, out of all the lessons I've learned, it took me a bloody long time. Um, I wish I had learned it as young as you are, that the most important opinion is my own. But I was brought up with judgment. Again, no blame. That's just the era of the circumstances. Um but when you let go of that, yeah, that absolutely was the biggest, most freeing lesson for me. And and I'm so glad you've understood that and sharing it, paying it forward, because yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, as I say, at the end of the day, when you get to the end of your life, like other people's opinions, the last thing you're going to care about. Yeah, it's um, funny though because it's it's so easy to to say that now for both of us to to be saying this now. However, it takes a really long time to get to that point. Like I'm almost four years down the road, um, and it doesn't just happen like that. It, it is you you can see it and you can feel that you're wanting to go then you're taking the steps but it doesn't just happen straight away like you you doubt it and you go back and forth and and still now to be quite honest uh, you know I'm not saying that I don't uh, take on other people's opinions and worry about other people's opinions even of me now even with this chapter coming out you know I have you know that kind of oh like what are people you know going to think so it's it's just I think it's an ongoing thing. So yeah, it sounds like it's just easy to kind of say to not to you know oh, don't worry about it, but it really is, um, yeah, a lot a lot of steps and a lot of time and practice, really. Absolutely, it's a process, and yeah, absolutely, I would agree. It's not an overnight, and again, it's. Um, also relevant to your background and your, you know, family and everything around you. Experiences, all the experiences you've had in your life up until that point, it all, yeah, it all adds up and it's that internal monologue, you know, your beliefs, your internal beliefs, what you've been told about yourself, Um, not necessarily what you've told yourself. It's usually what other people have told you about yourself. 
and you believe them, even though it's probably not necessarily true. <laughs> You're so gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know what are your plans moving forward? Like if you could, anything could happen, we could go, Anita can have the world. What would be the things that are in your periphery that you would love to have? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, I, and it's funny, I've, over the years, I've had a lot of career paths. I'm, I'm quite creative in general. And it's right now, at this point in my life, it's the first time in my life that I kind of don't have a, um, a title of what I, yeah, what either my career is or, or, or who I am. And, and it is something that when you meet someone, if you are dating or in general, one of the first questions are, what do you do? And I and for the first time the past few years I struggled with that that question because I hate that question. Sorry, so I do I. Oh, who cares? You but, should be going. Who are you? Not what do you do? Yeah, but in but in the same token, though, it I think it is important because I think that does tell a lot about somebody by knowing it. But maybe it's the wording of it. I don't know. That's the, the triggering part because I think it is important to um, share what it is that you're you know you're passionate about for work or you know what makes you an income or whatever. Because I think it does tell a lot about a person. But I think it's more I struggle with. I don't. I don't just have one word, you know, for it. So. Um, at the moment, I'm I'm wanting to pursue the the writing career. So I have a whole heap of books in. Um, I'm currently writing one and and have a you know a, ideas for many more. So I'd love to be able to definitely like publish um, a few books. Um, I'm quite an ADHD advocate, especially for women, because um, it really is at the moment. Uh, a lot of people and especially women are learning that they do have it and because it for so long it has been just something for children usually something for boys and I think now again with social media and so much more information we're learning so much more and all of a sudden we're like wow okay my life makes so much more sense now and something's not wrong with me it is just my brain works differently and that's okay. And so I'm wanting to do more with that, whether that is through writing. Um, I really love to do more speaking as well um, about ADHD, but also just about, you know, your journey of rediscovering yourself through, you know, leaving a marriage or, you know, um, a, a relationship breaking down uh, at an age where you kind of feel like everything should be all set now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, by 40, you think, oh, yeah, everything's going to be exactly the way I want it to be, and then you just kind of float along with life, and that is not a reality at all. Um, yeah, so I think in terms of, I don't know, big plan picture, I would just love to be able to keep sharing my experiences, my little pearls of wisdom that I have in any way 
possible to be able to reach, you know, a, a large amount of people so that, again, they just don't feel alone and, uh, yeah, motivates to either, you know, go and get more, go and find more that you really feel like that you are craving and that it's okay to to do that because someone like me four years ago, if they told me where I would be now and talking to you, having a chapter in a, in a book and being confident in talking about all of these things, pff, no way. Like I, I was a shell of myself and I I would not have believed it at all. So I, I suppose I just want to be proof that you can actually do it, even though right now if you believe that you can't, I'm telling you you can. Because if I can, I'm telling you you can. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I suppose I don't have a, a massive end goal. It's just any of those things in any way, if anybody wants to offer me opportunities to do those things, to share my, yeah, uh, my experiences, then, yep, I'll take it and just love to see where that goes. And it will. I know already. I can feel it. <laughs> and isn't, you, you know, just um, that word that keeps coming back to me is joy. You know, and I, I'm going to adopt that when you said, you know, like that what people ask you is what do you do? Let's change that. I'm going to let you coin this. What's your passion? Yeah, yeah. Instead of saying on dating websites or networking or whatever, when people go, so what do you do? Let's change that. What is your passion? How much more powerful is that? Totally. And that is something I do. I do ask people um, whether it is dating or getting to know people in general because uh, that is one of my values is being passionate about something. And I think it's actually, and, but you know what, I don't think people think about it though. There there are a lot of people that you do ask them and they kind of don't know. But even the joy thing, to be honest, that was something that I discovered quite early on in, in my journey was what brings me joy. I started asking myself the question, what brings me joy? And I really had to think about it. And now I know very easily because I'm aware of it, but I've been starting to ask either my friends or in general the same question. And honestly, they can't answer it. No, and I, yeah, I, I relate to that. Yeah, because I, there was a time a while back where, and I know I've asked a few friends this, what makes you happy? And I couldn't answer it. And that was just, yep. <laughs> Pass that. <laughs> yeah, we're past that. We know what brings us joy. It could be as simple as having a chat with a friend or it, it doesn't matter. There's no rating scale that we have to abide by. It's personal. And obviously you have a lot of things that bring you joy, like the photo of those beautiful children behind you. Yes. And, yeah, discovering who you are and becoming an author, and who knows if the world is your oyster and isn't that exciting and, and you will share that with your children. Definitely. And, you know, I, I want I want them to look at 
me as their mother and see that lots of different things are possible uh, and that also you don't have to follow down, you know, a path of going to university or deciding, you know, that you just, you're just you having this specific career or you're, you know, going to get married or you're going to live here. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I kind of just want them to see that I'm just kind of exploring a whole different world of things that may work, they may not work, some may give me money, some may not give me money. But again, I'm learning from it and I'm getting joy out of it and that that's okay. I just I want them to see that it's okay to explore a whole different world of of options without feeling the pressure from anybody to be a certain way or do certain things or be at a certain point by a certain age or achieve certain things because, you know, they're all the things that I felt my whole life, uh, the pressure to do those things for other people without really, yeah, asking myself, well, yeah, what is it that I want? What is it that brings me joy and what, yeah, totally separate to everybody else so yeah and that's not selfish is it no (laughs) No, not at all it's yes it's definitely a whole interesting concept that I'm sure we could talk about forever (laughs) I know I know I've so enjoyed talking to you and we're going to wrap it up now and I'm going to um include all of Anita's details, her website, how you can contact her if you'd like to work with her, find out more about her because she's just a delight. And also the book that we're all writing together, um, we will share that. And I just want to thank you again. I've just so enjoyed talking to you today and I just, yeah, I feel a real kinship and excitement for you and what's ahead for you and your beautiful family. So thank you, Anita. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've loved these chats. I hope we have lots more of them. Absolutely. Way uh, behind the scenes. One of us is going to have to fly to go and see one or the other at some point, I think, as well. So, yeah, no, I love it. And it's important, I think, to have these conversations too. It is. So thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And I'll see you again next time on the Untangling podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Untangling Series podcast. I feel absolutely blessed to be on this journey with you. If you would like more details on where to purchase my book, The Untangling, I've popped the link in the notes below. Perhaps you may feel called to work with me one-on-one to support you in your own untangling. I would love that. I offer my services as a coach to walk you through this process in a unique bespoke program created solely for you because you are unique. Another one of my passions is offering my services as a keynote speaker. I do like engaging with others as you can probably tell. If any of that is of interest to you, you can contact me directly by the links below or head on over to my website at susiedijon.com and I will get straight back to you I promise I love what I do and I know what my purpose is to pay it forward 
and help others untangle and find their own freedom and joy. So bye for now and I look forward to seeing you next time.